Mem Chesem at Beis at the new parak gets about six lines down. Um, so, when a person has to has certain responsibilities in life and they go through it and they have uh, other people that have the responsibilities too. One of them is if uh, money is owed, always the best way to pay back is money. Let's say you don't have money. So the is enormous number of sugyas about uh, land, which is, we'll call them the chasim shesha nachrayis. Can't hide them, can't sell them. Everyone knows what the land is. And uh, people's ownership of land gave the... Um, the money that they owe, the, the people they owed money to, the ability to collect, even if they didn't have any cash or they claim they didn't have cash, there's going to be, usually people had portfolios of different qualities of land. And obviously the best thing in your portfolio you would prefer to keep and the worst stuff you'd prefer to pay. And the opposite side, if you're the one who was owed the money, you'd much, you'd always prefer to get the cash, but if not, you'd prefer to get the land that is that person's best. And if you have to take the average stuff, okay. And take the worst stuff, okay. When we assess land, is that objective or is that subjective? So there's idis, which is the best land. There's bainanis, there's ziburis. Compared to who? Compared to other people, you can have a wealthy man's portfolio is much different than a, a not-so-wealthy man's portfolio. So the with, with that introduction, um, the mission is going to talk about uh, three cases of payments that have to be made and which quality of land is collected from if there's no cash. Again, cash is always, you owe somebody money, have to pay a ksuba, do someone damage. The assessment in court is always, it's this called dollar amount or this shekel amount. Let's say the person doesn't have the dollars or shekels. So hanizakin damages that somebody causes someone else. The nizak, the one who was damaged, shaman lahen be idis. He is assessed, again, assessed with money, but if the money isn't there by the mazik to pay, so then he gets idis. Now, it's not clear at all whose idis. Idis is the highest quality of land. It's not, is that the mazik's highest quality of land, the nizak's highest quality of land, but it gets the, the best stuff. A balchayiv, somebody who owes money to someone else, defaulted on the loan, and now there's land. Which quality of land do you collect from? The bainanis, that's the average land, and ksubasisha, um, couple gets married, uh, she, in the event of uh, death or divorce, is going to need to collect. Normally, there's ten or $20,000. Let's say there's no cash money. So then the land that whoever is giving to her, let's say if she's getting divorced, the husband's giving to her, or if she is widowed, the um, orphans would be paying to her, would be Ziburis, the lowest quality land. That is, according to the Tanakam of Meir, who we boxed on, Af Subasisha Bebeninis. So Ksuba also will go get bumped up one level from lowest quality to average quality. Kama. As a general rule, always, you don't ever collect from is, Jews are so into this, it's like an, I don't know, it's probably the most business-minded ancient culture in history, there's nothing even close to this. This is just like 2,000 years ago, and they're talking about liens and first liens and second liens. But in any event, you can't collect. Let's say uh, I'm owed money 
from Yerachmiel. I can't go to his Nechaz Meshubadim things that really other people have already, but he sold, let's say, six months ago, but he took out the loan from me a year ago. If you have any real assets, and it doesn't make a difference if your Nechaz Meshubadim is like really good stuff, and the Chasm Bnei that you have is the lowest quality stuff, I still have to collect the lowest quality stuff because you're the current owner. Even if they're very low quality. A lot of times there's a person, he incurs different debts and owes money, and then he pops off and he's dead. So who inherits the estate? The Yisoyim inherits the estate. You come to the Yisoyim to pay off, and even if they are chayev to pay off, it's a question whether they're chayev or not chayev, they would pay, if they have cash and they want to pay that, fine, but if they want to pay land assets, it's the lowest quality, the Zibura stuff. Kama. Ein might see in three categories here. Number one, lachilas peirais l'shvach harkois l'mazan ha'isha v'habanais. We do not seize um, assets either for achilas peirais l'shvach harkois. That's usually, let's say, I'm a bit of a scoundrel. I steal your field. How do I steal a field? I don't know. You go out of town, I put a sign, you know, Horowitz's field. And then I put it up for sale and I sell it to someone. And then the person plants some uh, trees and they start to grow or plant some wheat. And you come back and you say, well, what are you doing? I mean, what are you doing? I bought the field from Horowitz. No, it's Salt's field. That's not Horowitz's field. So you obviously get to get the field back. Um, however, um, what happens to the money that I receive? So the guy who had bought it from me is going to come back and, and say Horowitz. First of all, I paid you $10,000 for the field. Second of all, I put in another $5,000 um, because I planted all these things and that's the, the, the uh, real value. Then there's like the increased value because it all grew fruit. So there's the three things. There's the money that I paid you, Horowitz. There is the money that I put in and there's the increased value. So the money that he paid me, I have to pay him back. What about the payrays and the shvach karkois? The... Payros, which is the increased payros, the increase in value because of the payros, or the increase in the karka because of the work that was done to it, as well as, and this is sort of like a side issue, the father passes away. There is a widow and daughters who are going to get assets. What about the sons? The sons inherit the father, but the widow or the daughters, they can collect from nechasim meshubadim, mipnei tikan ha'ilam. Now, it's the first time we've seen that phrase, but Rashi says, it's either on this one or the next one, it's going on every case. So from the beginning of the Mishnah till the, where we are right now, these are all things that Rabbanan instituted because they want to keep a balance in society. You don't want the wealthy people to have the upper hand. You don't want the poor people to have the upper hand. You don't want the Rabbanan, sometimes a little bit, to have the upper hand. They, they're constantly going to be balancing. This is a delicate balancing act. That's probably the best way to describe this parak. How do we make sure that, on the one hand, poor people can get loans? On the other hand, they don't take advantage of those ability to take loans. On the other hand, they don't take advantage of the ability not to get loans. So we always want to keep a balance, and by keeping certain rights and responsibilities and various parties, that's how they do it. And that's what it really means. They tick an item so that things just work smoother. Also, let's say I found an item, and I want to go return it. And I go return it. Bob, I, I found your widget. He said, that's great. Where's my other widget? I didn't find anything else. Well, now swear to me. That would definitely discourage people from wanting to return something. I don't want to take a shfu. I found it. What do you want from me? So therefore, even though normally, if uh, somebody comes to me and let's say, hey, Horus, you owe me 100, or I come and I say, here, I have 
50, I don't know you the other 50, that's a mode of a mix us, and my dad's behalf. Here, no. Motsi Metsiya, lo yishava, no shvas be taken. Again, mipnei tikkun ha'olam. Does the Gemara later on give any, uh, does it relate to the fact, what if the woman, you said that she's entitled to take from, on from her ketubah, she can take from, she gets from the ziburit, right? If she's collecting from the assignment. So the question is, what if she, what if he put into the uh, ketubah, from the chathila, that She'll be able to collect her, her, her ketubah from the... Uh, this particular the asset, this field. And the field happens to be Ziburus, or happens to be Bainus, we're going to discuss it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is all in the case. Now, really, the promise in the ketubah is, you know, $22,000 in cash. That's great. She'd probably prefer that to anything. Um, let's say there isn't. And then there's whatever land assets are, are leaned to the original ketubah. And the assignment one, maybe to give this one, question is going to be dealt with... Uh, this specific land was designated, but let's say there's other land that's better or worse. Okay. Says the Gemara. So this is a... We'll try to get Mishim to... Just about past the 50-yard line on Mem Tessimut Beis. It's really one sugya. The first thing we said is... So if I damage Yerachmiel, and Yerachmiel is going to come to collect from me, and of course, Horowitz doesn't have any cash assets, so you can get it is whatever, my, whatever the highest quality land is. And apparently, like we saw at the end of the mission, it's because of Tikana Oilam. So the Gemara asks, really? We made Tikana Oilam? Question mark, comma? Daraisahi. Just look in the good book. We see that damages are paid from highest quality stuff, from it is. Dixi, like the Pasuk says, Meitav Sadehu, Meitav Karma Yishalem. That's in the context of somebody has to pay damages. He has to pay with the best of his field or the best of his vineyard. Hmm. Amar Abaye. I circled Abaye. And we put a Roman numeral one in the margin. It's a little bit spread out. One of the beautiful circuits for the markings on Memtes Amud Bays on the fourth line, uh, right near the end of the line is Ravina. I circled Ravina and put a Roman numeral two in the margin. Two basic approaches to answer this question: Abaye and Ravina. And again, the question is: What do you mean tikkun olam? It's a raisa. Read the puzzle. You have to pay metav sadeu metav karma. It's pretty. Actually, it's pretty clear it's the Metav. Who the pronoun is is not so clear. Nizak, Mazik, but the, the best has to be paid. So Amar Abaye, we're going to be introduced shortly, about three, four lines from now, to a Machlokas Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Kiva. And Abaye wants to say that the Mishnah is needed according to, says Abaye, and I squiggle underline Rabbi Shmuel. Why? Because Rabbi Yishmol, and now we're going to discuss, okay, so you have to pay for the best stuff. Best stuff of who? The Mazik's best stuff or the Nizak's best stuff? Da'amar mi da'araisa bide Nizak shaymin. And I dot underline the word Nizak. At a purely Torah level, right, the Torah says, Metav, his best, whose who's best stuff? The Nizak, the one who was damaged. That's what you would have said if you just had the Pasuk, Kamash malam, you could certainly see how wealthy people would maybe not be so responsible. The Lashon itself, the, 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 the Pasuk, doesn't fit into what Rabbi Yishol is saying, because it says, Yishalem. The Nizak doesn't mean We're going to come to that. So we're going to, there's two different words. Metav, Sadehu, of his field, or well, whose field, the one who's paying, or Yishalem, the one who's paying, or the one who is getting, we're going to okay. deal with the Pasuk. You're always going to get me on the Pasuk, and the Gemara sometimes comes to back me up. So, when we say best stuff, we mean the best stuff of the damage. 
the tikkun olam here is, again, we want people, especially wealthy people, you can't just go around destroying people things. And therefore, shaymina bedemazik, oh, you did the damage to someone, we're going to take your best stuff to pay those damages. Okay, we mentioned this Rabbi Yishmael. What's the background to that? My Rabbi Yishmael. Um, and here's a little bit of background. Desanya. If a Brisa, Brisa goes for three and a half lines, and it's a very fundamental machlokas between Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Akiva. Says the Pasuk. It's going to look familiar. Five words. Quote, Meitav Sadehu umeitav karmai yishalem. Okay? The best of his field, the best of his vineyard shall he pay. So who says Rashi on the first line underneath the Gemara, Metav Sadehu of the Nizak. So the one who is damaged, he's the one who's getting the payments, the best type of stuff that he has if he's getting paid with land assets. Continues Rashi, still on the uh, first line under the Gemara, Hashtamashma. So what's the implication at this point in the Gemara? Shimshilach Iroi. Let's say you have a person. He sends his animal, he's irresponsible his animal. Va'achla ruga shall base saw. And he eats, let's call it a dunam of um, wheat or barley. Besadach haver in somebody else's field. Shaman aruga yafa. So we'll assess how much a similar size piece is yafa. Shebechol sadeha nizak. In anywhere else in the field, how much is that worth? How much is the most valuable dunam of that field worth to him? And the one who did the damage will have to pay the cash amount. Even if it turns out that the one that the mazik's animal ate was a very low quality, we will ask later, that doesn't make sense. If my animal went into your field and it ate, some real low quality stuff, why should I have to pay you the equivalent of the higher quality stuff? So obviously it's going to be more valuable. I do have to pay for my damages, but not more than I damaged. Okay, that's, uh, let's go back into the Gemara. When Metav Sadeu, Metav Karma Yishalem, Metav Sadeu of the Nizak, and I dot line again, Shal Nizak, Metav Karma Yishal Nizak of the one who was damaged, Divi Rabbi Yishmael. We box Rabbi Yishmael. We also box Rabbi Akiva who comes to argue. It's not going to be so clear at this point exactly what Rabbi Kiva is saying, but we'll get into that today. Rabbi Kiva, that pasuk of Meitav Sadeu Meitav Karmai is in coming Ella Ligvais Lenizakin Minha Idis. What's it coming to tell you? That Nizakin, it says the best and the best, it has to be paid from Idis. Okay. The Kalvachimer La Hektish. And there's some sort of Kalvachimer that we make to Hektish. It's not even clear what. Cactus, is somebody damaging somebody else? Who's damaging who? But that is the Brysa. Now, it's not so much of a problem at this point that we don't understand Rabbi Kiva because we're bringing it in for Rabbi Yishmael. And what we want to show is that Rabbi Yishmael, on a Torah level, says, nizak So you have a Nizak, he had his field damaged by somebody. Okay, what do you do? Well, you take the entire field that the Nizak has, the best stuff, the equivalent size, how much would that be worth? That's what the mazik is going to have to pay the nizak. Okay. Now, the Gemara right away asks, because according to that understanding, it sort of doesn't make sense. Let's say he ate a, a, a field piece that was worth $500, and the most expensive field piece with stuff growing on it is $1,000. Why would the mazik have to pay $1,000 just because of that? It's, it's, it's the Gemara right away, Ula Rabbi Shmuel. According to the way Rabbi Shmuel explained things, the doesn't make sense. Achal Shmeina. 
Mishalom Shmeina. If I sent my animal into Rachmiel's field and it ate a thousand dollars worth of stuff, it pays a thousand dollars worth of stuff. Achal Kechusha, but if it ate stuff that is lower quality, literally like a thin, um, weak, um, not as valuable. Mishalim Shmeina? Why, if my animal went and damaged $500 of your stuff because it ate a dunam of the field, should I have to pay a dunam of expense of $1,000? That doesn't make any sense. So, comes along Rav Eddie Barovin. I underline his name, put a number one above it, and right below that, all the way on the bottom line, is Rav Achabar Yankiv, who we underlined and called a number two. Again, we're going to try to figure out what is Rabbi Shmuel saying. Amar Rav Eddie Barovin, Hachabamayaskina. So, what is the case that Rabbi Shmuel is describing? Kigain. Sha'achla aruga ben ha'arugais. Aruga is a, we'll call it a, a, a tract of land, a small piece of land. You have a bunch of pieces of land. Some of them are more productive. You're growing things that are more valuable or higher quality barley. Some of them are less. Veloyadinan, we don't know. Definitely my animal went into your field, ate one of the sections, I don't know. I, I, maybe I should have been keeping track. But I don't know which section he ate. Did he eat a good section, a bad section? That I, who's responsible for the damage, have to pay you from the higher quality. Okay. Amarava, Rava says, one second. So you're telling me that we don't know exactly what happened, and you're going to force me to pay cash out of pocket, possibly more because of that? That's not the way it works. Let's say we did know that my animal, which definitely damaged your field and aid, was the lower quality stuff. Mishal and Kachusha to pay the lower quality stuff. That everyone agrees. Higher quality, higher quality. But now we don't know. What, what would we call that? We would call that a suffake. And because of the suffake, you're going to force me to pull cash money out of my pocket and pay you? Mishalem Shmeina? Question mark comma connector in general whenever somebody is requesting someone else pay so clearly you could say Horowitz you got to pay me 500 but the extra 500 why do I have to pay you I don't know because it could be what do you mean it could be if you tell me for sure that I ate my animal ate something that was more expensive I'll pay you but why do I have to pay money out of pocket now you could say it's a little bit different over here because I'm the mazik and therefore maybe uh, since I was irresponsible I'd have to pay. but no I have to pay exactly what I damaged and if there's some sort of suffix why would you be able to make me have to pay you for that Ella so I squiggle under the Ella again we're trying to understand what did Rabbi Shmuel mean when if my ox ate part of your field that was definitely or seemingly, the way we said before, is it, um, um, less valuable, I would have to pay more. So says Ravachabaryakov, Hachabamayaskinan, it's a different case. But we're not talking about where I'm going to have to pay more. That's not the case. The case is where I don't have cash to pay you, I'm going to pay you a land asset. And I always prefer, everyone always prefers to keep the best, whether it's the stocks in their portfolio or the apartments that they own, or in those days, the, the fields that they own. So the case here is, Okay, the best stuff of the one who was damaged is like the worst stuff of the mazik. Basically, just imagine a rich guy who's caused damage to a poor guy. Poor guy doesn't really have such great stuff. Rich guy has Lots of great stuff. That's the case, and that's going to be the machlokas between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva. Now, we know Rabbi Shmuel had already said that you assess it based on the it is of the Nizak. So here we go. Colon. Rabbi Shmuel, 
who we can maybe overhear a circle him. Savar bidin nizak shayminan and Rabbi Akiva, who we circled savar bidin mazik shayminan. That's the case, and now the Gemara is going to go over what's the reason for each one of these approaches. Again, you have a rich person who caused some sort of damage to a poor person. Everyone agrees it has to be paid with idis. Whose idis? Is it the idis of the nizak or the idis of the mazik? My time is Rabbi Shmuel. I know Rabbi Shmuel's name. So why does Rabbi Shmuel say that it goes with the idis of the nizak, of the one who was damaged? Well, he's going to use a Gezerah Shava. Now, it's interesting, Gezerah Shava, we often have like, you know, a Pasuk somewhere in the middle of Vayikra, a Pasuk in the end of Dvarim. Here, it's a Pasuk in Shmois Chafbeis, Pasuk Dalid, to another Pasuk in Shmois Chafbeis, Pasuk Dalid. It's basically the same Pasuk. Shmois Chafbeis, Pasuk Dalid, the first half and the second half. But they are discussing different things. So, says Rabbi Shmuel, why would Rabbi Shmuel hold that? Namra, it says the word Sadeh, that's the Pasuk that we had before, Metav Sadehu Yishalem, the best of his field. Who's the him? Who's the pronoun over there he should pay? And Ne'emra, it says the term Sade Lemala, which is basically a little bit earlier in the passage when it says, Ubir Biste Acher. I wasn't responsible for my animal. It went out and consumed in somebody else's field. Okay, that's for sure talking about the, the Nizak's field. Somebody else's field. The field that was damaged, we know, is the Nizak's. Well, lemala, just like the one that before is clearly the Nizak, the person who was damaged, so too the Sada term, later in the Pasuk, um, is de Nizak. Okay, that's why Rabbi Shmuel say, who's the field? When it says the best of his field he should pay? The same guy's field who was mentioned like four words earlier in the Pasuk. But Rabbi Akiva looks at it differently. Rabbi Akiva will underline Savar. Same phrase. Metav sadehu yishalem, which is probably the way, just looking at that phrase, you will learn it. The best of his field he should pay. Who's the he? The one who's paying. The mazik is the paying. And therefore, whose field? The mazik's field. Metav sadehu yishalem, deheich dekameshalem. We're talking about the one who's paying. Who's paying? The mazik. So it's the best of the mazik's field. Okay. There is the Gzereshava that Rabbi Shmuel used. There is the, just the, the phrase itself, the um, reading of the Pasuk. Rabbi Yishmael, what do you say about that? Like the Pasuk does sound very clearly, the best of his field he should pay. Sounds like the best of his, the Mazik's field, he's paying from. So Rabbi Yishmael will tell you, I agree. But I also agree that there's this Gzereshava. Ahani Gzereshava, there's an effectiveness to the Gzereshava. And also Ahani Kra, colon. Ahani Gzereshava, the Sada Sada Gzereshava, Likita Amrin. Like we said, that's where we know that it's the Nizaks, the one who was damaged, his best field. Ahani Kra, and the Pasuk is, and this is a new case that we haven't had before. In this case, you have the Nizak. The Nizak was the one who was damaged. His best stuff, his best field just got ruined or destroyed. And then you have the one who did the destroying. Well... Should he pay money? Sure, he should pay money. He doesn't have any money. But he's got two types of fields. One field is really low-quality stuff, even worse than the Nizas field. One is even better. And those are the only two options. One is much worse. One is much better. Ahani mazik. If the mazik has, relative to the Nizak, idis, stuff that's much better than his, and ziburis, which is much worse, the Ziburis D-Day, his stuff which is much worse, a lot of times the stuff that's much worse of the rich guy 
is even better than that, but here it isn't. It's lo shavya kedis de nizak isn't as valuable as it is of the nizak. What would the mazik like to do? I don't want to pay my best stuff. That stuff's much better than the stuff I damaged. What would the nizak like? Well, pay me at least what it's worth. Don't pay me stuff that's even worse. And therefore, you know who wins over here? Demishalim le mimetav. The mazik's got to pay his best stuff. Again, should pay cash if he can pay cash. But there's no way we're going to let a mazik get off paying something that's a lower quality field to compensate for something which was a higher quality field. Then we had Rebbe Kivu said something right at the end, and it wasn't even clear, but let's clarify it now. Right angles. Rebbe Kiva, Oimer, Loibaha Kosov, the pas is coming to tell us that when it comes to damages, what's paid is the idis of the mazik, the kalva and all the more so when you're in the realm of hektish. Ask the Gemara, what does that mean? What's my kalva la hektish? So we can have a couple of attempts, an elema, which I squiggle underlined here. Two lines below that is an ella, which I also squiggle underlined. And about Let's see, two, four, six lines later, right in the middle of the line. First word of line is hora, hora, and in the middle of the line is la'olam, which I squiggle underline. So we're going to have an attempt and another attempt and then a final answer. What does Rabbi Kiva mean when he said, and kalva chaymer lahektish? Okay, so we're talking about damaging. Someone damaged someone else, and Rabbi Kiva says he paid from the idis of the mazik, and all the more so lahektish. Okay, who's damaging who? Is it the person sure who's damaging Hektesh, or is it Hektesh is sure that's damaging a, a person? Ilema de nagche tura didan de Hektesh. If a regular person's ox gored something, let's say an ox that was owned by Hektesh, well, that can't be the case. He'd have to pay for Midas. He doesn't have to pay at all. The Pusuk in describing, just in general, when one party's thing damages another party's things, says very clearly it's only in the realm of other people, person to another person, not with Hektish, because the Pusuk uses the term to word quote, shore re'ehu, when my shore gores the shore of my friend or my colleague, Amarachmana, comma below shore shall Hektish. So apparently when there's my shore doing damaging to a shore of hektish, that's not someone that has to pay. The whole concept of paying and responsibility if my shore damages something or gores something is another person. That's why it says reyehu. Ella, maybe it means like this. Let's squiggle on this, Ella, second attempt. Maybe Ella Loimar. Let's say I'm in a bit of a generous mood. Maybe I've got a guilty conscience. Maybe I'm just a nice guy. And I say, Harea lai mana bias. I am hereby uh, declaring I'm going to give uh, $10,000 to the temple treasury. Okay. Did I pay it up? I should have paid it up. I didn't pay it up. The Gizbar calls once, twice. Horowitz, you're going to pay up the 10? Yeah, yeah, I'll send it. It said checks in the mail. Checked in on the mail. Okay. What happens when he has to come and actually collect that? Because he has the right to collect it. To Aussie Gizbar... Horowitz, do you have any cash? I really wish I had some cash, but I'm low on cash right now. Uh, what does he get from? He's shakil may idis. He takes whatever the best quality land is and says, listen, Horowitz, you're going to have to pay up. You did say that you were going to give that, that money. I'm taking the equivalent value of your idis. I said, my idis? Can I take my idis? I don't want to give my best field. Uh, okay, that is the case. So when you say kavachimer, all the more so, just like damages are paid from idis, so too, the money that was given to Hektish, that was declared it should be given to Hektish, when there's no cash money, the land is the Idis. The Gemara objects to this and says, one second. Lo yehei ella 
Balchayv. Remember, I didn't like write anything out. I just made some sort of verbal declaration. True, I made it to Hektish, but it's a verbal declaration. How's that any different than a regular Balchayv who I actually owe money to? I like I borrowed cash money from him. I have to pay him back. And a Balchayv, well, let's see. Did the Mishnah say anything about a Balchayv? What gets paid back if there's no cash? It said a Balchayv is Benonis, only average quality land. And therefore, how can you explain that what's meant over here is that the Gizbar can come and collect my Yiddis, even if I actually borrowed cash money and have to pay somebody back, it's only from Benunis. That can't be what it means. V'chitema. If you want to try to say, well, actually, maybe Rabbi Kiva holds differently. That a Balchayv that I owed money to and I defaulted on the loan, he also, V'chitema, Kasav Rabbi Kiva, that a Balchayv, Shakel Be'idis, Keni Zokin. In other words, maybe the Mishnah that said a Balchayv gets Benunis isn't according to Rabbi Akiva. Maybe Rabbi Akiva would say, uh, Balchayv gets Idis. And so too over here, Hektish gets Idis. That just doesn't make sense. Why? Because Mifrach, you could refute that logic by saying, Mala Balchayv, if you have somebody who is owed money, a regular, not Hektish, Hedyot, Shekain Yape or Yupa Koychay Benizakin, when it comes to damages, Damages definitely gets from Idis. That's the first line of the Mishnah. Damages get paid from Idis. Taimar behektish. We don't have any case like that in Hektish. Can't say the same thing in Hektish. Shekane Haira Kaichai Benizakin. It actually has a weaker ability to collect. Its 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 strength is weaker in Nizakin because of Shorayehu. It says when my shore gores my colleague's shore, not Hektish's shore. All right, so we're really stuck. What does Rabbi Kimu when he says, It's in something is being damaged. That what Rabbi Akiva means is, just like we had said at the beginning, My uh, ox, I wasn't careful with it. It ended up goring and damaging or killing an ox of Hektish. Okay? Didn't we say that I don't have to pay because it says Shorehu? No, Rabbi Kiva Savar, Rabbi Kiva holds like the Shitas Yachid of. Rab Shimon ben Menasya. You remember Rab Shimon Menasya? Tafiomi, like seven years ago? Nope, here we go. Here it is. Disanya. Bryce said three lines. Rab Shimon Menasya says, remember, there's always, it takes two to tango, or it takes two parties to have damages. Who's damaging who? When the Torah limits and says, no, if you have a shore of hectish involved, there's no payment. That's not when it's the shore of hectish that's being damaged. That's when it's the shore of hectish that does the damage to someone else that they don't have to pay. It's not that they get much less uh, compensation. They're the ones who always get compensated. It goes like this. For Shem Menasi, we underline Oimer, A and B. A, Shorshel Hektish, Shenagach L'Shorshel Hedyot. Now, Hektish should be responsible. But if for whatever reason they weren't, Potter, Hektish does not have to pay. That's what we use the meat of the puzzle. Shoreyehu is when the one who was doing the damage damaged someone who was an equal of them, not when it was hektish damaging someone else's. Whereas B, Shorshel Hedyot, Shinagal Shorshel Hektish. Ooh, um, your Shore, regular person Shore, damaged Shorshel Hektish. We go the other extreme. I don't care if you individual, Maishi uh, Shlaimi or Tom or Dick or Harry, you're short, whether it's a Tom. Whether it's a muad, normally those things make a big difference. You pay a full nezik, a chatz nezik. No, no, mishalim nezik shalim. You damaged hektish, doesn't make a difference. No excuses, full damages, always. Okay. That is what the case is of shoreo. In which case, you know what, it, it, if you have a person, his shore damages hektish's shore, then for sure he pays. 
is because the pasuk when it's saying it, it's always the pronoun shoreyehu. The context of damages that have to get paid in Torah law is when it's a shore of his which shore the one that's being damaged or the one that's doing the damage. So if it's the the, the way the Rishon Menas is learning in it is that the shoreyehu is that. If the shore of Hektish damages the shore of somebody else, totally potter. Why? He didn't damage a shoreyehu. It's Hektish. A rehu would be something else of Hektish. He damaged someone else's thing and doesn't have to pay at all. I damage, I am a hedger, and I damage anything of Hektish. I don't care if it's Tom, I don't care if it's Mua, it doesn't make a difference. I have to pay always full damages. In other words, we're giving the, the upper hand much greater to Hektish than we are to the hedger. And the shorei who is understood as when that which I'm going is a regular person, sure. Me, a regular person, another regular person. What if it's not? Well, then if I gore Hektish, I always have to pay them. If Hektish gores me, never have to pay. Because it's not a shorei Ask the Gemara. It's about a five-line question. Well, if we're bringing Roshim Menasia into the discussion, which we clearly are, we're saying Rabbi Kiva holds this like, like this Roshim Menasia, then on the top line of this page, we start the Hachel and the whole case is where the Idis of the Nizak is like the Ziburs of the Mazik. Basically, rich person damages something of the poor person. Okay, who says that's what the Machlokas is between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva? Mimai did the forward phrase, Idis de Nizak, Keziburs de Mazik, Pligi. Who says that's what they're arguing about? Maybe Dilma de Kuliyama Bidin Nizak Shaiminan. Maybe both opinions, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva would agree. When we talk about Idis, whose Idis? The Nizak's Idis, comma, connector, Vehacha. And here, you know what the Machalkus is? just just a more subtle issue. The Machalkus between Rishim and Menasia, who we just saw in the Bryce about five lines ago, and the Rabbanan, it would go like this. Colon. Rabbi Akiva, who we underlined, Savar Lakra Shem and Menasya. He holds like Shem We just saw Rabbi Akiva holding like Shem Menasya. And Rabbi Yishmael would disagree with that and hold like the Rabbanan. So says the Rashi. Rashi is four lines underneath here. Do you remember If it's so that Rabbi Akiva. Kirib Shimon. Here's that Shem and Menasya that we had. Shem Menasya Ukmazla. My duchkech, why were we forced into a situation? De ukmes, where we established the plugta de reisha between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva, Bishuma de Nizak Why are we talking about that? That it's the assessment of the land, is it the Nizaks or the Maziks? Now, this is all Ahavamina. Dilma, I, do, I underline the word Dilma. Ligvais mina idis to come Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Akiva said, oh, it's to be collected from the best stuff. He agrees. It's the it's of the Nizak. And Rabbi Shimon says it's of the Nizak. They both agree with that. Da he ziburs to Mazik, which in this case is like the ziburs of the Mazik. In other words, rich person who damages poor person. The only thing they're disagreeing about is you make this Kavacham Lehtesh. Rabbi Yishmael, Lo Sphere Lehtesh and Rabbi Kiva, yes, that's all. Do you make the Kavacham Lehtesh? Why are we giving them a much greater issue that they're arguing about? We can say they're just arguing about the Kavacham Lehtesh. Do you hold that Kavacham Lehtesh or not? Rabbi Kiva does, Rabbi Yishmael doesn't. Well, that's really difficult to say if you look in the context of what was actually said. I'm going to read that again. Rabbi Akiva said, 
This is back on the price in the previous summit. It's almost like we forgot the price when we asked this question. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, where's this question coming from? But in came. There are three responses to why we reject that. First of all, my loy ba hakasov. That definitely implies that there's a disagreement. When one, Rabbi Shmuel says one thing, and Rabbi Hewitt says, no, 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 the pasuk didn't come except for this, means like, not like you were saying, but yes, like I'm saying, that there is a machlokas. That's the first point. Ve'oid, and further, I squiggle in line the ve'oid, my, what would we understand when it says, kalvachaymer lehektish, that that's also the case for hektish, kalvachaymer lehektish, that, that what? You don't make a kalvachaymer when you're being more mekel. In other words, that the mazik should be not having to pay because it's hektish is the kalva that we make from the regular case. That doesn't make sense. You wouldn't say kalva chaymer lehektish. You'd say huadin lehektish, but not kalva chaymer lehektish. And finally, ve'oid, ha'amar ravashi. It's funny, we have ravashi. It's the last generation of Mara coming in and bringing a brisa. I don't know where ravashi found this brisa. Maybe he was looking through the Genizas in uh, Cairo or something like that. But ravashi says... It's interesting because usually when we have a brisa, it's like a first or second generation Amora who's bringing it. Ravashi's at the end. Ravashi's like seventh generation, but I guess Ravashi had this brisa. Tanya Behedya, that Rabbi Akiva says, Bedemazik. You can't say Rabbi Akiva agrees, Bedemizak Sheminim, because here it is, black on white, actually in a box, three lines, Rabbi Shmover's Rabbi Akiva. The beginning of the brisa is exactly like the previous one that we had. Meitav Sadeu, Meitav Karmishlan, the best of his field, the best of his vineyard. Who's the he? Meitav Sadeu of the Nizak. Meitav Karmoy of the Nizak. Div Rabbi Yishmael. We box Rabbi Yishmael. Here's what we're looking for, though. Rabbi Akiva Oimer. Meitav Sadehu of the Mazik. I double underline Shel Mazik. That's pretty clear. And the Meitav Karmoy of the Mazik. If you look back, Mem Chasam and Beis, Rabbi Kiva wasn't that clear in that other brace that we brought. It said, it, didn't, it wasn't clear whether it was from the Mazik or for the Nizak. This brace is as clear as could possibly be. And therefore, we reject the possibility that maybe the Machlokas, Rabbi Yishmur, Rabbi Kiva, is much subtler. It is whether you pay with the Mazik or you pay based on the Nizak. Did you already circle Ravina? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know why? Because we're going back. The original question of the Gemara was, one second, the Mishnah says it's because of Tikkun Oilam, that you pay damages from Idis. What do you mean Tikkun Oilam? Meitav Sadeu, Meitav Karmi Shalom, that's a Del Raisa. So according to Abayi, he had one approach. Ravina has a different approach. Ravina Amar, Laola Masnisin, Rabbi Akiva he. Remember, the first approach was that the Mishnah is going according to Rabbi Yishmuel. By the way, when we mentioned Rabbi Yishmuel at the time, you were asking yourself, who's Rabbi Shmuel? Where's Rabbi Shmuel? So we got into the whole price, so we know now the background. Rabbi Shmuel's arguing with who? Rabbi Akiva. So when we get to the second approach, Ravina says it's Rabbi Akiva. It's a lot different. Okay, we know it's Rabbi Akiva. The Rabbi Akiva who just said like two lines ago that you pay Metev Sadeo of the Mazik. That's the Rabbi Akiva. Da'amar mi da'araisa bidem Mazik shayminan. On a Torah level, you have to pay with Idis. Who's Idis? The Mazik's Idis. For Rab Shimon, he, and it's going according to that famous sheet, is Rab Shimon, famous because he comes up a number of times through Shas. Rab Shimon, who, by the way, was a Talmud of who? Rabbi Akiva. One of the many Talmudim, but a Talmud of who? Darish Taima Dekra. Rabbi Shimon looks through the whole Torah, and there's different Sukkim, and Hashem says, This is what you have to do, and he says, Oh, that makes sense, because this is the reason that the Pasuk says to do 
X, Y, or Z. And therefore, when Rav Shimon says what he says, he's not disagreeing with the Daraisa, he's bringing out the reason of the Daraisa, the time of the Kra, umatam ka'amar. And therefore he's saying, what's the reason that it has to be paid? Colon, matam hanizak and shaman lehen be'idis. You know why? Mibnei tikkun ha'olam. And we'll see shortly exactly what that tikkun ha'olam is. Disanya. Gomer brings a brisa. Brisa goes from about oh, 16, 17 lines. And it's going to be Rabbi Shimon's approach. That's what always get more people in the shul. If you gave the drasha um, and you mentioned that you're just going to darshan the psukim, that's fine. But Rabbi Shimon's going to come. Give a reason. Why is it? that Nizakin gets paid with Idis. Why is it that a Balchayv is Bebeinunis? Why is it that Ksubasisha is Beziburis? In other words, we have an insight into the nature of uh, Jewish communities and why the Rabbanan, because all these things are Tikkun O'ilam, Tikkun O'ilam, here's the understanding, this Sanya. Price starts here. Again, it's Rav Shimon. Says Rav Shimon, Amar Rav Shimon, maybe uh, Box's name, Mimnei Ma Amru. Why did they say? And I uh, you know, underline or vector the Mimnei Amru. We're going to have three times. Why did they say? And what were the three cases in the Mishnah that we started to share with? Nizakin, Falchayv, Ksuba. Nizakin, which I put a diamond around over here. Six lines later, last word of line is Balchayv. I put a diamond around that. And six lines later, First words of the line are Ma'amru, then this is Ksuba Sisha. So we're going to go through each one of the three, and Roshim is going to explain why the Chachamim balanced the betterment of society, or we'll call it the Tikkun Ha'ilam, the way they did. So here's the first. Roshim says, Mipnei Ma'amru, that Nizokin Shaman Lohen Bedis. You can even put that in right angles. It's basically the first four words of the mission we started the parak with. Why did they say that? Why that if somebody causes damage to someone else, you have to pay with idis. Well, a gazlan, I just take something that's not mine. I come to you and I take it. A chamsan, I say, hey, salts, I, I like that bowling ball of yours. Here's $50, I'm taking the bowling ball. Bowling ball is probably worth about $50. I'm not supposed to take something of yours, even if I'm compensating. That's more of a chamsan. It's a, a extortioner, maybe, or a, a force it away. In other words, why is it that Gazan and Chamsanin? Why did they have to say that? Because the Gazan and Chamsanin, Kadeshi Yoimar Adam, Lamani Gazel, Lamani Chaimis. Yeah, people, their nature is they want to be thieves. Their nature is they want to be tough guys and extortioners. Why exactly, the personal thinks to himself, should I do that? The, 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 the courts are going to come tomorrow. They're going to make me pay. I'll claim I don't have any money. So then you know what they're going to do? They're going to come take my best land. They're going to come take my best properties. I don't want that. Lemachar, and this is to discourage Gzela and Ham, because tomorrow, based on your Lenechasai, this is what the guy's figuring, they're going to come down to my assets. Venoitlin, Soda, Noah, Shali, I double and Shali. And they'll take my best field. They'll take my best property. Vesoimchin, how can the rabbis say that? that person, that Gazan of the Chamsun, should have his best stuff taken. Saimchen, they're going to rely on Mashiach The Torah says, Metiv Sadehu, Metiv Karmoi, Yeshalem. The best of his field. The best of his vineyard. Lefikach Amru. That's why the Rabbanon felt, for the betterment of all of society, keep things balanced. Hanizak and Shaman Lahen. Be'idis of the Mazik. Okay. So, is of the Mazik, 
Yeah, it's a Doraisa. Why? Rosh Hashanah explains why. Because that certainly keeps things functioning better. It, it discourages people of the nature of one to want to steal, to steal because even if they can hide their cash assets, they're going to get their best land taken. Okay, the, th- the second phrase in the Mishnah, I vectored that, and here's the second. If I borrowed money from someone, I don't have the money, I defaulted. What type of land can they collect and they're coming from me? The Bainanis. In other words, not the Idis. Here's the reason why. What would we be very concerned about? You know, uh, uh, people have uh, cars nowadays. Somebody has a car, they have a, a 10-year-old car, new car, a new fancy schmancy car. So everybody's eyeballing a new fancy schmancy car. People care about it, people want it. So imagine this. Imagine if a person got land. We don't really relate to land like fields. But imagine, let's say, go, hey, Saul, you want to come with me and check out my fields? Show you like this beautiful field. Your eyes are popping out of your head. Wow, that's a great field. Or Dira, no. here, come look at my new Dira that I just bought. Wow, that's a great Dira. <coughs> now, what is Saul's thinking? Oh, I'm going to say, hey, Horus, listen, if you ever need a loan, you can definitely come to me. Now, why? Because we might be good friends, but you also might want to say, well, listen, if Horus defaults on the loan, I could, I could get that, seize that field, I could seize that house, because it's really, really good stuff. But bottom line, Chachamim knew human nature. And this is, even though Horus or Saul's might not actually be like that, but this is basic human nature, that if you see someone's got something really good, you can lend him money. You're going to just like throw money at him, even though it might be expensive. So, Kadesh lo yira adam lechaveri, sudden of endira na. V'yoymar, and then that person says, Ekbites ve'elvenu. Boy, I'm going to like give him a nice big loan of money. Why? If he pays me back, that's great. Or if he doesn't, Kadesh ve'egvenu v'chayvi. I can be able to collect that in lieu of him defaulting on the loan. Lefika hamru, and therefore the chachamim said, for the betterment of society, Baal chayv v'beinen. Instead of Baal chayv, not going to get the best stuff. If you get the money back, great. But if you don't, you only get his average quality feel that you can collect from. Well, if that's what we're trying to discourage, people lending out money to borrowers who might not be able to pay off so they to be able to collect it, then yehei bezivuris. Why don't we say that a balchayv, if the loan was defaulted on, should only get really low quality stuff? That'll certainly, you know, well, it's interesting. We have to keep everything in balance here, right? What's that going to do? So, hmm, some, some neba comes and wants to borrow money from me. I'm daddy big bucks. I'm going to give him $10,000 loan. He's probably going to default. What am I going to get? Shiburis. Garbage. Shiburis. I'm not going to lend out money. That would cause the other effect. Mm-hmm. You would literally like be um, locking the door in the presence of those who need to borrow money. We want people to lend out money, but we want people to lend out money responsibly. And therefore we say, if the loan is defaulted on, that which should collect from his bainanus. Not it is, because then people lending out money much too frequently. And not... Um, uh, Ziburis, because then people won't lend out at all. Okay, Ksubas Isha. We had seen this already, but Biziburis, if a woman has to collect, she's collecting from Ziburis, Diva Rabbi Yehuda, It's not clear, but the Ksubas Isha, whether it's Ziburis or whether it is Benonis, um, is a Machlokis. Okay, well, Rab Shimon now comes along. I'm Rab Shimon. We box his name. Why did they say, I guess, why did Rebuta say, I put the diamond around the Ksubasisha. So why Ksubasisha Biziburis? This is the third of the examples, and this is Rab Shimon. Human nature. Men and women in a normal, balanced society. Much more does a woman want to be married than a man wants to marry. She yoiser ish more than a man wants to marry a woman, 
Ha'isha rotsa lina say, does a woman want to be married? That's used a number of times throughout Halacha uh, and Gemara, that principle. What's the betterment of society? Single men and women or married couples? Married couples for sure. And therefore the Chachamim uh, looked and they said, how do we encourage people to stay married? Well, uh, much more than a man. Is a man really want to take the chance on that woman and if he doesn't have the cash, he's going to collect his best land? No way. Average land? No way. He does have to pay the ksuba. He should pay it in cash. If he doesn't have cash, he's going to see poorest. You know why? Because it's not going to discourage people from getting married because a woman really wants to get married. Much more so than the man does. Davaracher. I squiggle in on the davaracher. Alternatively, isha When a marriage, unfortunately, has to be ended, can a woman be divorced even against her will? Certainly, she can. How about a man? Can a man have to give a divorce against his will? No. Now, that's a very true point. But why is that here? What is the Davarachar doing exactly? We want to know why Exubus Isha is busy Boris. So we said the basic nature is women want to be married much more than men do, and therefore we have to give the man the upper hand so that he'll be more likely to get married by paying Boris. Then we bring this Davarachar. The Gemara now asks, as that was the end of the Brisa, my two words right angles, Davarachar. What's this Davarachar coming to tell us? It doesn't seem to flow. And actually, the Gemara says, it doesn't flow because it's not meant to flow. The Davarachar is not another explanation of why Ksubasisha is busy Buris, rather the Chitema. And if you're going to want to say, which what Rashi says is basically a different point. He's not giving a reason why Ksuba is busy Buris, but giving another point. The Chitema. Just like if you have a relationship. Didn't work out. The husband says, I don't want to be married to her. I'm not interested. I am the one who's the reason for this divorce. So then what happens? Takinu la rabbanan ksuba mine. Then that, I don't know, call $20,000 has to be paid from him to her. Listen, woman, leave. Get out of my life. Here's $20,000. Go. Maybe you might have thought to say, kinafki ihi, when she's the one who is going out because of her fool. Basically, she makes his life miserable. A woman doesn't divorce the man, the man divorces the woman. But the woman, certainly, all of us are aware of this, and friend, has no problem making his life miserable enough that he would want to divorce her. So, just like when he's the one who's saying, I don't want her, so when she basically makes his life miserable enough that he just, I can't be with her, I'd like to, but she is the one who's forcing this divorce, maybe, nami litakni le rabbanang suba mina. This is like the, uh, sounds only fair, feminism. Maybe she should have to pay the $20,000. When she's the one who's saying, I just want him out of my life, I want him to give me a, a get. Maybe she should have to pay the ksuba. Tashma, to that, we say no, to keep the izun and the balance, and with this we'll conclude, be in the relationship between the man and the woman, remember, mm-hmm. she might not even have a say in the matter. She might agree, she might not agree. Marriage could end. When he divorces her, that's up to him. That's totally his decision. And therefore, and unfortunately, this is true in our days as well, he just dangled the get. I ain't giving you this. See this? See this get here? You're not getting this get. And puts it right back in his pocket and walks away. He doesn't have to give it to her. He's certainly got enough, so to speak, to hold over her head that this would not be necessary. Efshir demashila be gita.
Okay. Ksubasishu Bezibouris, Mr. Shamul, pick up with tomorrow.